This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now, your host, Scott Walker. Right now, that time, 820, you're tuned to WGNS. And again, in studio with us this morning, we have representatives from the Murfreesboro Police Department. And we have with us Lieutenant Clayton Williams and Public Information Officer Larry Flowers, and also Sergeant Shannon. And uh, she's, have you been on the air before? No, I have not. Good. First, First time. time. <laughs> You'll get a t-shirt after this. I know, right? So we, we give everybody a, a five, was it 500 bucks? Yeah. First time you're on? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Awesome. No. <laughs> so, so what's happening within the Murfreesboro Police Department? Anything new going on? Sure. Um, yeah, we just have a lot of um, cases that we're working in terms of car break-ins. Um, and... Uh, you know, I guess the interesting thing to say about that, Scott, is the majority of the vehicles, if not all, uh, the vehicles were unlocked. And um, so basically our detectives, you know, our leadership are urging, you know, people to lock their vehicles. Uh, I know some people have the arguments uh, of I would rather them just open the door rather than break the window. But I'd rather make it convenient for them. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, you know, be sure to lock those doors because literally from the surveillance video from home video ring camera video that we're seeing um the um thieves are literally going checking doors and if the doors is unlocked they enter if they're not locked they move on to the next vehicle so that should be enough incentive to you know lock your vehicles and and what's interesting about it is i think we're up to at least i know more than a dozen uh firearms that have been stolen and and you know, you don't want those guns to end up in the wrong hands and, um, you know, and somebody use them in the commission of another crime. So, of course, we definitely, you know, would encourage people to lock their vehicles, remove their weapons, take their keys. Uh, in addition to uh, that, you know, with the newer model cars, I guess I can't say that mine's an 06, <laughs> but uh, key fobs. Yeah. You know, people are leaving their spare key fob in their uh, vehicle or they will have their spouse's key fob in, and what these uh, these burglars are doing is literally opening the door, pressing, you know, start, and driving off. And I know one of the reports you uh, sent out, it said there were over 100 car break-ins over like a 30-day period or something. I mean, it's is that more than usual? Because it sounds like a big number, obviously. You know, and I... I don't know if I could if we could track it to like a month by a, over a different month period or years, but I will say part of the reason why I think we're seeing it on the increase is because of these unlocked cars. It's it's so convenient for them. I hate to say it that way, but you know, and most of these folks, we feel like they're young people and probably late teens, early twenties, um, and when they see how easy it is to either obtain some kind of property that they can um, keep or get trade for cash or go take a joyride in a car <clears throat> excuse me uh they tell their buddies about it and then it's like hey come down here to this area we hit this you know and there's all so those kind of things again not trying to not place blame in the right place but if we take away that opportunity i think that we will definitely see a decrease in that and they'll move on uh to somewhere else so we, we really just ask the public to help us with that because if it does come to a situation where hey there's no way we can't get in these cars um, 
it's it, it, it just takes, takes the fun out of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. exactly. Are, are they when when they do start breaking into cars and when you talk about you know 100 break-ins in 30 days or whatever are are they hitting specific neighborhoods and literally walking the streets of those neighborhoods all night long to find well, cars it, i wouldn't <clears throat> i don't know if i'd say all night long but we we do feel, feel like that's the majority of the thing is they'll go to a neighborhood where there's a, several houses lots of cars and driveways and they, they just that's it they just kind of walk around real quiet not making a lot of noise trying to stay out of out of sight uh, i know we have had some sightings on ring cameras but unfortunately their faces are covered can't make out an identity but again they're just going by very nonchalantly checking the handle if the handle's locked they move on to the next car um, until they find one that does so and we believe that they just move around and hit different areas of the neighborhoods for a couple hours and maybe even going to other parts of uh, other cities doing the same thing so um Again, if we can stop that from happening and make that opportunity less, I think it will cut down significantly. And if anybody has any information, if you see somebody suspicious uh, in the neighborhood and uh, maybe maybe they didn't burglarize your car, but if you have some ring camera footage or images or information, um, please call us and let us know and give us that. We'll compile that with what we already have, and if we can, you know, get some suspects and make some arrests, we we would love to do that. Home security cameras are, are just, they're dirt cheap these days. I, I, like you can get those uh, Amazon Blink cameras. You mm-hmm. get like, I don't know, it's like 5 to 10 for like two or $300. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're easy to, to install. Some people have like 10 of them outside their house, but <laughs> it, it does help, I would guess, yeah. right? That, you but, know, but it's not a deterrent, it sounds like. It's, <laughs> I think if uh, this has happened, again, because the car doors are unlocked, it can happen so quick that they can be in and out even if a, a spotlight comes on or if a camera comes on they can be in the car so quickly um it's 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 negating that and if again if it was something where they were trying to you know say they were trying to unlock a door or if they did feel like they needed to you know breaking out a window makes noise and draws attention you don't want to do that plus you don't want to drive around with a car with a window broken out of it so um again i think it's a good deterrent good neighborhood watches mm-hmm. being good neighbors talking to each other if you see things or things are happening to you uh let your neighbors know um and just pass that information on and anything that we can get as a result of that you know will just aid the investigation i i know in nearby nashville the metro police department they release i, I think it's every week now you know x amount of guns stolen from unlocked vehicles and sometimes the numbers like 70 guns a week and i mean it's usually a really high number mm-hmm. are we seeing that big of a problem here locally where like you know 20 to 70 guns are being stolen out of unlocked cars or locked cars i don't think we're seeing that kind of number um i think you know if we have one of these where we have an uptick on the uh, on a particular weekend um so far 16 since march 1st is what we've seen um, to date. So, again, lower population. However, if we don't get these cars locked and the guns out of the cars, they're going to go up. Yeah. Because these folks know they can find them there. So, right. we just really need folks' help with that. I know there was a, a gun show held in Murfreesboro, I guess it was this past weekend. Yeah. When events like that come to town, do you hear about more break-ins in the immediate area of where like gun shows are taking place? Because folks have got to know, well, if they're coming to the gun show, they probably have guns with them, and they're taking them in or they're leaving them in the car. Yeah, um, I don't 
I don't think we could have a direct correlation with those because most of the time they're happening during the day. Um, again, these are crimes of opportunity in the darkness where uh, folks can walk through and, and grab something quick. Um, and usually when they get it, they keep it or they'll trade it to somebody else for something that they want. So uh, it's rare that we'll see them pop up at a, you know, a, a legitimate store or something like that because they know that uh, could be potentially reported stolen. And a lot of times these days, people aren't taking stuff, I guess, to pawn shops as often. They're instead selling them on classified sites, sure. Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist. Are you able to track down a lot of stuff, or are the detectives able to track down a lot of stuff through those Marketplace-type sites? You know, Facebook, for example, they're very um, diligent about can't list firearms on there for sale and, and they do a really good job of pulling those ads <clears throat> when they do get posted um but some of the other things we we have run into items like uh cell phones ipads uh gps units things like the electronics that people have bought from somebody that they found on marketplace because they found a good deal on it and then come to find out it's it's stolen um i think people are getting a little bit better about I know with phones and things that they can go to the ask them and take that number and check and see if it's something they can use. Um, it's slowed down a little bit, but still, we just would tell people beware when you see a, a deal that seems too good to be true. There's a very good chance that it is. Um, so, again, I think right now the big thing um, guns, uh, things that can turn quick for cash, uh, phones, it's I don't want to say it's totally over, but the ability to track those things um, has slowed a little bit of that because, you know, the software and those and, and the ability to be able to see where those are at any given time if they're turned on, and if somebody has it, and then it's kind of tough to deny that how you how you came up with that. So yeah, it, it seems like it would. You know, laptops too. I, I mean, they're not necessarily harder to steal it's just easier to get caught with yeah. them if you steal them i guess yeah exactly so where are folks pawning off stuff that they do steal i mean you were talking about how they'll trade it you know with with i don't know buddies trade it for mm -hmm. drugs they'll sell it on the street but mm -hmm. where are some places that people are known to actually sell this stuff so buyers can kind of beware well you know i I can't think of the last time. I mean, we check pawn tickets. You know, when pawn shops have to report all that information, that the stuff they take in, and we and we regularly keep tabs on that. Um, the best way I know to explain that is it's it's happening on what we would call <clears throat> the the black market or offline from retail, and it's you know just um, some of their known associates, maybe uh, other criminals, just trading these things out and getting them to places where people know that they will buy them. I know with guns, especially. Uh, we have made a few cases in the past uh, where uh, folks would they would know somebody who was also another member of the criminal element that hey if you if you bring me a gun I'll give you X amount of dollars for it and you know they were had another way to get rid of those things and move them to another place so um, again that's that's kind of the exception not the norm but a lot of these young folks late teens early twenties if they get a gun they're going to hang on to it because a lot of times they they just like to have it or until they find something else that they need that they're going to trade it so and that's kind of to larry's point if these folks even though they start doing some uh what we would call property crime and and you know so nobody's necessarily getting hurt if their guns in the car and then they obtain guns and they've got guns with them then all of a sudden that just enhances the 
uh, probability that that could turn into a violent encounter if someone was to encounter one of those folks. So uh, we we take it very seriously, and we're working hard on it because we know it's something that impacts a lot of people in our community, and uh, we hope we can bring some of these folks to justice, and we just ask for the community's help. Another crime that it seems like we're always hearing more and more about as we grow would be shoplifting. I, I, I mean, it's it never ceases to amaze me when I hear about somebody stealing <laughs> You know, a lawnmower from Lowe's or a full-size 53-inch TV from Walmart. I I don't even know where to begin. How do they get out the store with this stuff without somebody saying, stop? Now, those kind of items, I will say that sometimes with the advent of more classified sites and things like that, uh, it's hard to track. You know, if, um, if if somebody tells me, hey, I've got this drill here that I got for my birthday and I didn't need it or I had two and... And uh, it's new in the box, and you're like, man, that's, that seems like a really good deal, yeah. you know, and, and it probably is. But um, it's really difficult to know if that's stolen or not because the if it's something that's in the package, the retailer may not know that. And um, sometimes some of the retailers, you see a lot that we put out, but sometimes they don't approach these folks or they don't call us because of the risk uh, associated to their employees. Mm-hmm. Um, so the ones we do get – I think it's something that we see serially, and I think you also see not just in Murfreesboro and Nashville and and Middle Tennessee area. A lot of folks have realized there is some high-dollar tools is a big one, um, retail items that they can go into these big box stores and and make out and get out of the out of the premises um, to go turn over for some cash. And we, you know, we've had some luck in the past with those of finding folks when they're leaving, and and when we found them actually. It was a couple of years ago now with that one we stopped in the trunk full of right. just tools and things like that. But um, there's a couple other things that go along with the prosecution of those and getting the help from the retailers that makes it a little more complicated. But we obviously don't advocate for anybody uh, taking property, and right. we don't want that happening. Um, so, <clears throat> again, uh, we would just say, hey, if you see somebody in, in that happening that's suspicious or if you somebody's trying to sell you something and – um, or you're looking to buy something and you do find it locally and it seems a little bit odd, you're more than welcome to call us. You're more than welcome to have ask those folks to meet up with you at the police department. That's another thing uh, kind of want to touch on that we have a what we call safe exchange place there in the parking lot that has cameras uh, that records all that those encounters. So if you're buying something that's small enough that's portable in a vehicle and you want to meet up at the police department, um, ask them to do that and if if they'll show up a lot of times that's a good sign that <laughs> that it's not something that's stolen or, or put you in a bad situation but i think larry's got sure. something that's want to add on the on the shoplifting yeah i was talking to a cid detective last week and he was talking about the shoplifting issue and he said you have to keep in mind that most of these uh big box stores and these employers are uh do not allow their their workers to actually engage or stop these shoplifters for liability reasons and by the time loss prevention sees it on the camera and try to get to them they're gone so uh you know for safety reasons you know they don't want their employees to go out and try to stop and uh there was a case at um sam's on um across town where i think uh some employees tried to engage um you know a thief leaving and you know he knocked over a customer you know knocked workers out of the way to get out and you don't want them to come back and sue yeah. and so you know for liability reasons they try not to uh engage with these uh 
but still, like Clayton said, there's still no reason yeah. for anybody to go in and take something that's not yours. Yeah. And unfortunately, I, I'm again, I don't want to give them a, an advertisement, but some of these folks that are doing this are they're doing it not only here but in mm-hmm. other places over and over, and they've real they know some of these retailers. That's their policy, and it's it's really sad. Um, but I, you know, I don't know what. Uh, what that's going to turn out to be but when they call us and contact us we go we try to get there but again as larry said sometimes it's too late they're already gone and they may take their tags off their car um you know and 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 head straight to the interstate and get out but um yeah we we want to work with those folks and the best that we can to try to prevent that and also bring those folks to justice as well you know it seems like uh people from other cities and whatnot come into Murfreesboro to steal just like I'm sure criminals in Murfreesboro they go to other <laughs> cities to steal because they uh, they think they have less you know yeah. of a chance of getting caught if they go somewhere where nobody knows them but Grundy County recently they had a news report about how they I think recovered over two hundred ten thousand dollars worth of stolen goods and of course that included like a $90,000 ski boat and a Ford truck. But that being said, they're also working with, they they said the, uh, I think ski boat was tied to a theft out of Shelbyville. Uh, But do you get calls from lots of departments saying, you know, we found such and such and we believe it may have come from Murphy's Pro or I'm sure you get calls like that from other departments. Yeah. Things like uh, that are mobile. I mean, a boat, obviously has a trailer sometimes that cars you know a lot of times stolen vehicles will show up in other jurisdictions um some electronics like laptops things like that uh because once it's it, the way that system works scott is all across the, the state and in the nation you know we we in, when we have an item that's stolen that we have some kind of identifiable information about it goes entered into a database so that if another officer in another jurisdiction encounters some that item and they check it based on the number associated with it. It can actually tell, let them know, like, hey, that was stolen. It was entered by Murfreesboro. That's how a lot of car guns we we find that way a lot. So, you know, they have that ability. It's just a matter of, um, again, sometimes you don't have complete information that you need to enter those items. Um, but when we do, it's nice because we can be able to recover those and get them back to the owners. So it's probably, I guess, important to keep your receipt when you buy power tools or whatever it is, and and maybe even write down the model number on the power to, on the uh, receipt rather. So if it is stolen, you can turn that in. Yeah, especially if you're you know like if you're a contractor and you do that by trade and you're your own job sites and it's something you depend on. Yeah, obviously keep up with that information. What I tell folks, uh, especially like with guns, a lot of people are like, well, I started to write the serial number down, I never did. And uh, I tell folks, well, if you buy one, you know, when you when you got the box and the hang, just snap a quick picture real quick. Yeah. And then you know you save that on your smartphone or put it somewhere, and then that way if you ever need it. Uh, but you could do the same way, uh, power tools, uh, any electronic devices, small. Uh, that always helps if you have a serial number. Again, Murfreesboro Police in studio with us this morning. If you'd like to ask any questions, text them to us at 615-893-1450. We have Lieutenant Clayton Williams with us today and also Public Information Officer Larry Flowers and Sergeant Sergeant Shannon. 
It's hard to say. It it is, you know, the the S's and all that. Uh, And she's going to talk a little bit about the schools and the involvement with police within the school system. Mm -hmm. So we'll get to the we'll get to that. I can't talk at all this morning. (laughs) We'll get to that when we come back. We're going to take a short break for the weather. Time right now, eight thirty-nine. Hi, this is Dan with Music World and Drummers Den. I'm the guitar tech here. We're a pretty well-rounded music store. We have every guitar, keyboard, drum that you might be looking for. Parts are available, strings, accessories. We also have lessons, $25 for a half hour of keys, anything with strings, and drums. It's all here. Music World and Drummer's Den. We're your hometown music store. Music World and Drummer's Den, 2762 South Church, right across from Indian Hills Golf Course. Dell Technologies wants to celebrate all your hard work with these Small Business Month specials. Get great value offers on powerful laptops, desktops, and servers with Windows 11 Pro starting at $499, plus top monitors and docks, all with easy financing options through Dell Financial Services. It's the perfect time to upgrade so you and your team can stay secure from anywhere. Call a Dell Technologies advisor at 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL to refresh your business tech with these Small Business Month specials. Dell recommends Windows 11 Pro for business. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Where is the best barbecue in town? In 1920, East Main. The best barbecue for miles around is in 1920, East Main. You can buy it by the pound, sandwich, platter, or plate. No matter what you choose, it will taste great. You can come with a friend by yourself or with a date. Just lick the pig barbecue. Barbecue pork, beef or chicken, Brunswick stew, great sides, lunch specials, down-home atmosphere, and they cater. Slick Pig Barbecue. It's the best. I'm Storm 5 meteorologist Bree Smith. You want to hear what my favorite weather sounds like? Calm. But calm doesn't always happen in Murfreesboro, does it? Murfreesboro and Rutherford County have seen more than their fair share of severe weather. So when storms roll in, I want you to be ready to feel safe. Let the Storm 5 weather team protect you and your family. Murfreesboro, you're always on our radar. Partial sunshine develops this afternoon, high in the upper 70s. Then for tonight, partly cloudy sky conditions with a low near 55. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 60. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. News time right now, 8.42. Again, Murfreesboro Police in studio with us this morning. And now we're going to head to uh, Sergeant Shannon, and we'll just let you take over. <laughs> so so what do you do within the city schools? And is, I guess, the, the is it the same type of school resource officer program that the county has, but in the city? It is. Um, our school resource officers, we are in our 13 city schools. There's 13 schools, 14 campuses. 
Um, so I have 15 officers that are SROs, and then we also also cover our crossing guards for those schools. And obviously, the students are a lot younger in the city schools because you're talking about you know primary school, elementary school, up to what fifth grade or so. We go up to sixth grade. Sixth grade. So I guess you don't have the extent of problems that you would have out of high schoolers, for example. We do not. We have um, we have the little kid problems, yeah. <laughs> luckily, um, in that respect. What what types of things are you seeing within the schools as far as uh, you know problems that you try to tackle or correct? I guess before they grow into something bigger as they become teens. Um, our our way that we are trying to help um, prevent problems is by teaching um, our Travis Mannion Foundation. Uh, program which is called character does matter that's a program that we have started teaching uh, Travis Mannion Foundation is based off of um, first lieutenant Travis Mannion he was killed in action in 2007 so his family partnered with another family and they created that foundation and um, the logo for that the motto is if not me then who so that teaches character traits to the kids of courage, integrity, humility, forgiveness of um, 24 important character traits. And how long has the city police department been within the schools, you know, actually doing the SRO type program? We've been in schools for uh, many, many years, but like you said, as a full time and actually having somebody staffed there all the time, I'd say that's probably just within the last yeah, I believe about five years, and we got our staff built up to where we have now one person for every school. So Yes. Because um, I know before, I guess, the main SRO program, you had stuff like D.A.R.E., right. and then you'd have officers who come in on a regular basis, but they're not they're not physically there 24-7 and, you know, every, every school day. Right. And, yeah, that's one of the things that we found that um, nationwide it was a, a move that we saw that help uh, not only – to help build relationships <clears throat> early on with the kids and the families and parents and teachers so that have that one-on-one -on -one interaction and but also just uh, for security you know I uh, felt like that's a, a huge advantage to have someone there on site uh, so that if something does happen you know we're there immediately and as uh, before others respond so hey, I would imagine I guess a lot of the bigger problems would involve parents who are upset with something that occurred at school more so than the children being involved in something because again you're talking about you know sixth grade and under yes and our main goal is if an officer is there then we can help de-escalate the situation and uh, provide resolutions and a, a summer camp is coming up and this is for school-age kids and yes. and what is the summer camp and where's it gonna be so our summer camp we've been working on this we decided um, beginning of the school year to create a junior officer police camp so this summer we're having four different weeks of camps. Um, the week of June 6th, June 20th, July 11th, and July 18th. Um, those weeks we will have a summer camp. Is where's, this, where's that going to be at? So the first two week, I mean the first week will be at Scales Elementary. The second week is at Irma Siegel Elementary, and then the two weeks in July will both be at Discovery School. Okay, is this the first time that? this camp has actually been done or is it it is it is it's the first time for this camp we've been working hard to create this camp from scratch um so that's we've um, all the sros have pitched in creating lesson plans um to have this thing uh be successful hey, and how many kids is, what is the goal 
I, I, I don't, I'm not sure, like 100, 200 kids? Or We're what? hoping to get at least 30 um, campers per uh, week. Um, that is our initial goal to start the camp off. Okay. And again, Murfreesboro, the, the city police department, they are within the schools on a daily basis. Yes. Do you have officers who also rotate from school to school or are officers typically at that same school? They, they are assigned to a school, um, and then I have two officers that are considered our floaters, um, so they can fill in and if an officer is out for the day. Um, but an officer is assigned to a school for that year unless they have a move within a department. I know during the whole COVID pandemic, especially during the thick of it, a lot of kids were homeschooled or they were working out of the house and, you know, with the aid of parents and everything. And the number of child abuse cases seemed on the outside to drop, but I guess in reality it wasn't that child abuse cases dropped. It was just that teachers were that first line of reporting incidents that children would tell them. Now that school has been back in, have you seen those cases pick back up where teachers are coming to you, coming to other officers saying, you know, I, I'm suspecting a child abuse situation here and, and you know, it, it needs to be solved. <clears throat> I don't think we've got that information to accurately report whether we've seen an uptick or, or not you know and that's something we'll look at at end of year at school versus last year as things back to normal in class um but again a lot of, and it's got a lot of that stuff you know that happens within the school there's a there's a lot of regulation and a lot of privacy issues associated with that where a lot of times um it is direct reported to other agencies sometimes other than uh police department um sometimes we're involved to facilitate that but um, I don't know if we could really accurately say if we've seen seen that or not. And uh, I guess outside of those things, what what else is happening or what else is coming up within the city school system? Because I know school is about to wrap up and they have to sign up, I guess, fairly quickly for summer camp. But what else is happening within the schools? Within the schools, uh, we are gearing up for the end of the school year. I know all the schools just went through their testing. Um, so their last day of school for the city schools is the 27th. Um, and after that, there's a break and then the summer camps will start. I know the, some of their schools are doing uh, summer school for the month of June, the 6th through the 30th. Um, and they've already sent out um, requests for that, for the students that are gonna be attending that. And I guess this past summer, I think was the first summer the city schools ever actually had a summer school program, but it was, indirect relation because of covid and the fact that so many students were out of school throughout that period and uh, i'm assuming this is the second year for summer school to take place within the city schools will an officer be on hand throughout the summer school yes four of the city schools will be hosting the the summer school for the uh, month of june and there will be an officer there okay and then back to some of the other cases going on in the city limits of Murfreesboro. I know, Larry, uh, you had a, a report that was released a while back, uh, actually a few days ago, I think, about somebody throwing rocks through the windows of businesses. Yeah. Um, because this, uh, this person is throwing rocks through businesses, we've sort of dubbed him as the rock burglar. He would simply find a rock or some other object outside the business, shatter the window, go in, go straight for the cash drawer, will typically steal the cash drawer, not the entire register. And, you know, he's in and out before the burglar alarm 
even alerts the alarm company and um, since November 2021 he's committed about 34 uh, within the city limits of Murfreesboro. That's a lot. It is a lot. Uh, not in any particular area. Again, he's in and out. He could be in one part of the city and then commit another one on another part of the, in another part of the city. You know, within minutes. And what we have to keep in mind here is, by the time the alarm goes off, you know, the alarm company will, you know, contact the the alarm company will then contact us so there's sort of a delay before we even get the call from the alarm company so by the time our officers arrive on the scene typically the person is gone and um and so you know our directed patrol overnight you know is monitoring you know various businesses you know to try to you know get ahead of these guys but this guy's unpredictable he will literally commit maybe five burglars in one night and then may go weeks, may go a month before committing another one. And uh, I do want the public to know that our detectives, our crime data analysts are working feverishly behind the scene, you know, tracking and trying to predict where these people, you know, will hit next, what this person will hit next. Apparently he's working alone. Uh, the other thing about it is he's committing similar robberies in Murfreesboro, you know, in Mount Juliet, in Smyrna, in Bedford County. And our detectives are working closely with those detectives to try, you know, to catch this guy. And, um, you know, so yet last Tuesday, five different businesses, you know, in two parts in of one the city. Day. And the interesting thing about it, Scott, is only one alarm sounded out of those five businesses. So, you know, we have to make sure as business owners that, you know, our employees set those alarms before mm -hmm. they leave. Because, you know, if multiple alarms have responded, you know, we, we got enough officers to send to, you know, both sides of town and maybe we could catch this guy. But he, he's uh, literally just, I mean, driving around, picking out different businesses. Is there a, a certain type of business that you've been able to narrow down that he's looking for or anything? Not really, but, you know, from some of the ones that he's hit, it's been fast food places. It's been, you know, um, you know. A wellness store you know uh it has been so this a place called health. cat fiend <laughs> <laughs> uh there's a place off um uh on the west side called cat fiend yeah. that he hit so literally he's just looking for for money regardless of the type of business and you know that's another thing and i'm sure detectives would love this if obviously he's he's kind of it seems random, but it also, you know, would appear that there are certain criteria that he's looking for um, to hit. And if somebody sees somebody uh, on there, if they have cameras outside their business and they see somebody that maybe, if especially if it's got a lot of glass on the front or glass mm -hmm. door, and they and somebody walking by looking around, and maybe they don't get broke into, but if they see that and have any images of that person uh, that's acting suspicious, uh, please forward that on to us and or call us so we can take a look at it and. This guy's usually, he's usually either wearing a hoodie or something to kind of keep his face covered. Right. So he, he knows that there's a possibility of uh, surveillance around. So he's trying to make sure and hide his identity. And um, and it's just really tough to, uh, we're, again, this is one that we want to get caught really bad mm -hmm. because it's it's gone on for t far too long. And um, hopefully we've got enough network together now to start putting the pieces of the puzzle together and catch this guy. It's, it's just wild that, one person you know is hitting like 30 stores plus yeah i, I mean yeah. all in the same city and and you're saying 
possibly outside of Murfreesboro as well. But that that's a lot of. I mean, that's a lot of rocks. Yeah, in, of in those, yeah, in those 34, this has been over a six-month period. Okay. It hadn't been like a week or two. It's yeah. literally been since November 2021. And, you know, and I think somebody on social media is like, can't they just run his fingerprints? Well, the guy's smart. He wears gloves. Yeah. yeah. So you, you're not going to get a fingerprint from a glove. So, uh, you know, as uh, Lieutenant William mentioned, you know, a hooded sweatshirt you know, typically covering his face. He's starting to wear goggles now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he carries a backpack to throw stuff in if he has to and wearing those gloves. So he's pretty crafty. And I guess fingerprints only, you know, do, uh, well, they only do a little bit of good. If you're not in the system, yeah. then your fingerprints aren't going to be picked up. Uh, mm-hmm. So, I mean, once you catch them, fingerprints will be great for sure. matching them. But after that. And like Larry said, this guy's smart enough that he doesn't, uh, he doesn't stick around. It's not like he goes, breaks the window out of this business and goes to his house two doors down. It's, you know, we don't even know if this guy lives in Murfreesboro yeah. because he's going so many other places. Mm-hmm. Um, he may not be local. So he does this and then goes, lays low for a while and then, and then comes back. So has a car of any kind been caught on any camera outside of businesses yet? Not to that. Uh, I believe the only thing that we've seen him as is standing and, and walking in front of the business i don't believe we have a vehicle at this time why, why don't these criminals ever wear like costumes or something and make it a little more interesting at least you know <laughs> maybe he'd listen to the show and he could take some that's tips, right you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I could imagine that being shared on social media like 10 times yeah. more if they'd yeah. wear special costumes yeah uh hey i don't think they're going to though no, um, no, 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 no. <laughs> so out, outside of the cases that you know, we've heard a lot about such as the car break-ins, the uh, breaking into businesses by way of throwing rocks and shoplifting. What else seems to be an ongoing problem? Because I, I haven't heard a lot about cars being stolen lately. I haven't heard a whole lot about recent shootings. What what else is happening right now? What one interesting thing I, I posted yesterday. I think I emailed it to you. Um, we've had a couple of quick change scams going on and that's when you know these suspects go in the stores they will either buy gift cards and things like that they have a, a large denomination of uh, a currency and you know in the process of counting this stuff out somehow and we're looking at video and couldn't even figure out how they did it <laughs> but they will somehow end up uh, buying let's say for instance a thousand dollars worth of gift cards but within the exchange of the currency only paying three hundred dollars and the clerk you know is is unbeknownst to them so uh we did put out a a bolo on yesterday or two gentlemen that went into a business on old fort parkway the party city and committed this crime um uh back on april 14th and so uh great surveillance video so hopefully somebody will see you know these guys and help identify them and you know we've had you know, at least three other cases that that comes to mind uh, with these similar scams. You know, I, I used to think businesses, they often didn't take large bills like $100 bills out of fear that they were fake or counterfeit bills. But it makes more sense not to take these large denominations because it gets to that whole quick change scam and, and they you know lose track of the money they just counted well in 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 this particular case the one yesterday that i sent out those were 20 dollar bills you know so there weren't even big bills there weren't big bills but you know so you know but then if you have a large denomination of those 20s you can easily lose track of 
yeah. the amount that's being counted out. So, hey, and have there been any, or has there been an increase in, in like aggravated assaults, assaults, or home burglaries, anything like that? You know, um, we were talking yesterday with our analyst uh, last week, and <laughs> I don't want to ruin it, but for uh, whatever reason, we all of our uh, major crimes have kind of seen a dip. Um, and I don't know if that's because um, people are just kind of enjoying the weather and being happy for a minute because it hasn't rained in a couple of days and it's it's not freezing cold out. But uh, we know summer's coming, and a lot of times that's when once – school lets out and people are out and about moving that's where our crimes start to tick up so i think i'd just like to reiterate again to folks that please if man please lock your doors on your cars <laughs> and help us out so we don't see a continuous uptick of these crimes and of theft from cars it seems easy enough to do just yeah. lock your doors <laughs> and real quick haley can you tell uh, folks where they can sign up for those uh, who's eligible and how they would sign up for those camps if they have kids or grandkids that are eligible so these camps are available for um, children ages 8 to 12, and they can go on our city website. The application is online. They can do that. Or if they would like to email me, I can send them a link um, at 0819 at gov. Okay, so the city of Murfreesboro's the police department page is where they would go to sign up? Yes, mm -hmm. that's right. Okay, perfect. All right, well, thank you all for joining us. We're already out of time. Yeah, that's fast. Thank Again, <laughs> we've been talking with the Murfreesboro Police Department, Lieutenant Clayton Williams, and Public Information Officer Larry Flowers, and Sergeant Shannon, all with us this morning in studio. We will also post this online in podcast form in just a few minutes. Time right now, 9.01. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender.